Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Well, Mark Bickley, there's been controversy on the show this morning because we were having discussions on how to say Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich. And I said Bayern mm. Munich, you said Bayern Munich. Yeah. And um, I corrected you and said Bayern Munich. And then Mark Bosnich said Bayern Munich. Yeah, so now I've got the um, the Google thing. This is how they say it. Bayern Munich. Hold on. Do it again. Bayern Wait. Munich. Bayern Munich. Bayern so, Munich. So I'm saying it right. Well, that, uh, this is my point wasn't whether who was right and who was wrong. Uh, oh God. My point was you chipped me for saying mm. Bayern Munich. And then our mate. Mark Bosnich came on. He said exactly what I said. What am I going to do? And then you let it go through to the keeper. Mark, it's wrong. Bozza, it's Bayern Munich. Yeah, back yourself in. He would have hung up the phone. But no one really hangs up a phone anymore, do they? No. Do you need to take that call? No, it's just my mum. I take the call. We'll just wrap up here and just say enjoy the podcast. it's, it's, um, It's today's Wordle. What? My mum and I do a little competition each day. Who can get the wordle first? So let's do it together on the podcast. Bring it up. It's already done. I've already done it. What was it? The word today. What? What are the people that have? What <laughs> oh, are the people no. that haven't done it? The word today was sight, which was tough because it was S I G H T. So they're in the letters are in a difficult order. Could you see it? Hard to pick. Hard to see. Mm. Mm. You've got very short-sighted vision on wordle. <laughs> anyway, it's a good excuse to for me to. Touch base with my mum. No, I love it. I've every, always every loved day. that you've done that. It's mm. fantastic. Um, yeah, so we had a big show today. As we said, Tony Banford, we spoke to uh, Mark Bosnich and got a bit of feedback about your list. <laughs> Rhyming slang. I liked it. Yeah, well. And you know what? It doesn't make it. It's, it, it's an opinion game, but I liked it. What about Glenn from Salisbury Heights? You, you read this text out. So, yeah, yeah. But we'll read it again. Yeah. Hi, guys. Will Bix do a top five? Of Bix's worst top five. And if he does, today's top five would be number one on the worst list. So I don't rate that. I'm not, a, I'm not a rock. I don't think that's nice from Glenn. <laughs> no, I, I think that's said very much with tongue in cheek there. Do you really? Yeah, I think he thinks that it was outstanding today. That's that's how I'm interpreting it. Ah, yeah, good, yeah. I'm reframing that. Maybe it was a typo. This <laughs> autocorrect got him instead of saying shit, it said brilliant. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. Uh, we had a good edition of Quick Picks as well and uh, plenty of sports to talk about. On the podca- uh, podcast tomorrow, we'll be able to uh, reflect on the first semifinal for the uh, ICC mm. Men's World Cup. Be able to talk more about Adelaide United. Also, the, the AFL draw supposedly is coming out tomorrow. So we've had snippets over the last couple of days about what it's going to look like. And today we had the breaking story about round zero, what that looks like. Friday night showdown. What do you reckon? Friday night showdown. I hope so. That'd be nice. Beamed all around the country exclusively. I reckon, if anything, they'll do what they did and have a doubleheader kind of style Friday night showdown into a game in Perth or something like that. Mm, with a big Melbourne club playing in yep. Perth. That, that, that's always been the rule of thumb. Friday night, if it's played in the state, it has to be a big Melbourne team to get the ratings. Mm. I would be staggered in if, with the recent history we've had with the showdowns, how cracking games they've been, I'd be staggered if. There wasn't huge eyeballs and great ratings, even if it was just two Adelaide teams. Totally agree with you. So we'll uh, be able to update you on all of that tomorrow. Enjoy the pod. 
Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Beautiful morning, isn't it? Sun is almost shining across Adelaide. Happy Wednesday, the 15th of November. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, which is a wonderful place to speak into the big stick every morning. Mark Bickley, good morning to you. <laughs> good morning, Jared. Good morning to everyone that's up and about and tuning in, and you'll be waking up to a beautiful day, partly cloudy, top of 23 degrees. Like you said, the sun is already out, a bit of blue sky around. It's nice. Yeah, it's going to be a wonderful day. It was nice yesterday. Um, of course, thanks to Tire Power, you can save big time on Falcon all-terrain tyres. Uh, just quickly, we're speaking to Mark Bosnich this morning, which is quite timely because you would be waking up to the news that Nestori Irinkunda has agreed to terms with Bayern Munich, um, German powerhouse, top flight football club. So that's all done. Mentioned mm. yesterday that it was going to be done this week. Yeah, and on the money with that. Watch this space kind of stuff. So I think it's really good that we're going to speak to Bozza about it um, because he'll give us an insight into what it's like to play professional football at a big time club, what Nestori is going to expect when he heads over there. And, We'll um we'll talk more about it across the show, but it's mm. big news we are waking up to. It's in I think it's front page of the advertiser. Of course it is holding up the the shirt. This is what I thought last night, Bix. So there's a photo of Nestori and his family. Football director Marius Zanin was there. Uh, Nathan Cosmina, CEO. Adrian yes. Griffin, the uh, player agent. Mm. Is the Bayern Munich shirt? officially from Bayern Munich or do they just have to rush into the mall and go to Rebel Sport yeah, or something and grab one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it's interesting though because there were varying reports. Mm. Uh, we spoke yesterday and there was a discussion around it might have been a record transfer fee in the $5 million range, but a lot of the reports came out and said it was $1 million. That was mm. in the in the advertiser report. So I'm not quite sure where that landed, but whichever way, it's going to be uh, a good result for Adelaide United in terms of restocking their coffers. He's going to be here till the end of the year, which you talked about, and that was confirmed yesterday as well. So yeah, so as I said yesterday, uh, because of the rules that um, Football Australia and FIFA have placed um, for teams around the world where you are not able to go to another club until you are 18 years of age. And their story turns 18, I believe, in February, which is after the January transfer period. Um, just to break that down a little bit more, I don't think I told you yesterday, one of the reasons why this rule has been put in place is because so many uh, young players were being taken by Barcelona, mm. like teenagers, because they had so much money. So they basically just farmed Got them, everyone. Just got <laughs> everyone. And then there were a couple of rules where um, they had the option to either take their families with them, which could be a distraction sometimes, not necessarily a good thing, or they just change the rule. So they've changed the rule, which is great for Adelaide and um, good for Nest Story to, to have a farewell tour. Yes. So so talk to me about what happens, let's say, in February or the next season when he arrives at Bayern Munich. Mm. So they would have their first you know, their top flight team. Yep. What What are the levels below? Because we don't expect Nestori just to walk into the number one team, do we? No. So I asked a couple of questions about this at Cooper Stadium on Saturday too. And the pleasing thing is uh, that from what I've been led to believe, the intention is to keep him at Bain 
initially to see how he goes. Yes. So a lot of these teams in their preseason, in their off-season, they do the international tours. So kind of like when Manchester United yep. played Trouble at around. the MCG. Yep. So he would be part of the first team touring there. Mm-hmm. So they can have a really good look at him. And then they would probably make an assessment in regards to what they will do. I would think that if they are going to loan him out, it would still be in Europe and specifically in Germany mm. um, because they want to make sure that he's, yeah. he's going okay. And again, the, the thing about Nestori and from reports that I read last night, because he's in Australia, they got him cheap. If he was a European player, the, the way that they see football, um, I, I feel that they're probably stronger negotiators mm. so that he could have, potentially at a $20 million transfer fee. But wow. he's going now. This is what he had to say yesterday, and this is going to be on Keep Up this week. Obviously, I heard the rumour first. Agents and everything, they kind of broke down the news and they they let me know that this team was interested and there was multiple teams interested and I had to make a choice and I made the choice of Bayern Munich, so... Hopefully I made the right choice, yeah. So he's made the choice of buying interesting. He had some Balinese um, woodwind players behind him when he was speaking then, <laughs> just <laughs> like at those uh, cafes that they do. Um, so, look, if you have any thoughts on this Adelaide United fans, let us know. 0427154166, where he thanks to Morn Team Care for family cars at Port Adelaide. Because I I look at this both ways, Bix. I'm, I'm pumped for Nestori. I think it's great. Let's move the Nestori part of this aside. I look at this from an Adelaide United point of view now. If you think about what they've done as a business over the past six months, Craig Goodwin makes his way over to Saudi Arabia. Yep. Fantastic. Good money coming back into the club. Nestori goes over to Germany. Good money come back into the club. Um, but they're two frontline Mark, players. players, aren't they? Yes. Uh, they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So that is going to impact results for the Reds, and we are a results-driven business. So you can either look at it quite short-sighted or play the long game and say mm-hmm. – this is football. Adelaide United are, and all of the Australian teams are selling clubs. You need feeder, to be selling players. You have to be doing that. Mm. Hopefully what we bring back in is going to compensate or get close to. I've heard whispers that a former captain might be interested in coming back to Adelaide United in January, which might be quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, we we need to replace these well, players. But, but the other part of this story is is this is a great story for every kid who's 12 years of age in a special squad at the moment yep. trying to be a great soccer player uh, because th- this is proof that th- this is a, a, a viable pathway for yep. someone who has got genuine talent and that people are watching all around the world and there are opportunities to go from whether it's the northern part of Adelaide, whether it's east, south or west. You know, if you're good enough, you, can, you will get – scene and you can have a pathway to the biggest leagues in the world. It's pretty funny having a look at the national team announcements. So the Socceroos play tomorrow night um, against Bangladesh in Melbourne. Nestori is not part of that squad. He wasn't part of the under-23s who are preparing to go over to the uh, the games in Paris. That's because he can still play under-17s. Mm. It's just ridiculous, isn't it, if you think about Crazy. him. So yeah. if you have any thoughts on that, you can give us a call to 1-300-736-736. Cheers to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Now, I did think of you yesterday, and I think about you a lot, let's be honest. Um, I did call you Clark Griswold yesterday. Mm, you did. I felt like Clark Griswold last night. I, I, uh, I know a little bit about this story. I'm Christmas light obsessed. and You rang me from Bunnings. 
No, I rang you from Bunnings because I think about you when I'm there because you literally opened the Woodville Bunnings and there's a plaque that says your name on the entrance to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, look yeah. at you What's just nodding. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Um, so I've gone I in there. I noticed you weren't there for the opening. No, I didn't, didn't get invited. Really, didn't really support me on that. I don't think you knew me then. You don't, didn't know I existed then. <laughs> what you year just, was it, by the way? Probably 1850. Um, I can't even remember. I just Early look at 2000s, it. 2000s, is it? Well, I went in there and I made some purchases yesterday. Um, you know, I, you, go into, you go into Bunnings and you buy everything that you don't need, which is wonderful. And I get intimidated talking to the people there because I'm so uneducated with everything. So I, I'm, I normally kind of do a soft launch with you and I ask questions and then I go in pretending I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I've purchased some wood to fix a hole in my wall, which is awesome. And um, Purchased some wood to yeah. fix a hole in your Don't ask questions. Yeah. And then I went to uh, the Christmas light section and thought I'd purchase some more Christmas lights because I'm annoying my neighbours. Mm. Set them all up in the daytime yesterday. Was waiting for my kids to go to bed. I was looking at the sunset. Gone to turn on Flip the on the switch. switch. Yep, like Clark Griswold, and then that didn't work. Oh, that is flattening. So flattening. I've had two bad experiences with broken Christmas lights. So what did I have to do as I was getting ready for bed in my take Peppa Pig pajamas? Take them all down, wrap them up, get the receipt so I can return them and replace them today. You must have been flat as a bush biscuit. So, so flat. I just wanted to impress my family. I even was awake at four o'clock this morning to walk out and have a look to see if they would work again, and they didn't. Well, back to Bunnings. Back to Bunnings here's today. A little, here's a little tip for you. Maybe before you unwrap them, before you hang them, and all that, just get the plug, plug them in and flick the switch yeah. first. See if they work. Great idea. Then that might save you a little bit. Thank you. I'm going to do that today. Uh, text coming in, Mark Bickley, 0427 166. What was Mark Bickley's transfer fee from 5AA to SEN? Did it involve a new rain gauge? Uh, definitely new rain gauge. Um, what else did it involve? Earplugs. 2008, Mark Bickley opened the Woodville Bunnings. I walk past it nearly every day. <laughs> That's from Louis. I thought it was early 2000s. There you go, 2008. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, you want me to play oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> How's your directing me to play oh, this? <laughs> unbelievable. It's interesting. In 2008, you would only go to the Woodville Bunnings, and now you would go to the opening of an envelope, which is unbelievable. <laughs> Come on. Where was the la- what was the last opening I went to? You went to that music festival on the weekend that you forgot the name or location of? That's not an opening. That's... Well, that was the opening of the music festival. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, look, fancy you having a crack at me. You're, you're Eddie everywhere. Mm. I'm just sort of a run-of-the-mill bloke, just trying to eke out a living. <laughs> <laughs> sort of clock in every day, clock off, just do my job, you know, like very... Sort of low-key I am. It is 12 minutes past six on SENSA. <laughs> As we mentioned, we are speaking to Mark Bosnich today. Uh, we are speaking. Tony Bamford's going to be uh, less than a couple of weeks. And, of course, Mark Bickley, we have some great prizes to give away to uh, today as well. A night to stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor Adelaide. We are kicking goals with their exclusive SEN free extras deal. We're going to be asking who's in the hotel lobby today. And I think you will get this straight away, Mark Bickley. Uh, I would think so too. An entertaining edition of Quick Bix. Oh, really? Yep. Entertaining or entertainment? Well, we'll find out, won't we? It's 13 minutes past six. Good morning.
Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. A flight centre's big red sale is on now with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. Book now to save big Yesterday, we spoke to the Premier of South Australia, Peter Malinowskis, about Gather Round. If you missed it, you can have a listen to our podcast. Michelangelo Rucci last night on the run home had his bit to say with his roast. But the legacy from Gather Round needs to spread across the Sandville venues with the long-lasting benefit that all the investment in these suburban grounds allows Sandville finals to be played at these venues. Mm -hmm. Win-win. North Adelaide is eager. It wants to set up a carnival outside Prospect Oval, extending to the bowls clubs. Let's do it. Glenelg can offer Jetty Road to match the parade. Let's do it. So, Mr Premier, you were adventurous to get Gather Round away from Sydney. If you want to keep it and give South Australian football some lasting wins, become just as adventurous with your plans for every subsequent edition of Gather Round and ask yourself what legacy are you leaving for South Australian football? Mm, there you go. Some salient points there, which we discussed yesterday around Glenelg Oval, not so much prospect. Uh, there is there is a few things that Michelangelo was talking about around that legacy. It, it, so it comes down to a lot of the facilities that are available. And this is where you have to give Norwood credit. They were, mm. They're the ones that were ready. And I'll, I'll use the, um, I'm just trying to think, the LED signage around yep. Norwood Oval, for example. That was done by Norwood as an initiative. I think they got uh, in partnership with Velo. I think it might have been. They, they did that. And that gives them a huge advantage because when the AFL go there and they have all their AFL sponsors, guess what they do? They have to take painted signs off fences. Yeah, 100%. Just type into the computer and there it goes and it's around there. So is that something we want our government to invest in for all the clubs to have that? Or do we say that club's got it? Let's just do it and do it there. Uh, because, um, once again, are we, are we saying we want to spend a million dollars on Glenelg Oval and have signage around their oval? Is that, is that enough of a legacy? Does that, does that pay for itself after the gather round goes and we go to another oval or are we saying, I think you're spot on saying that as well, because the, the cost to put in led and it's worked at Norwood because they can play AFLW there now with the major broadcaster there. We don't know what Sandfall is going to look like in the next couple of years. Therefore, if you're going to invest in LED signage, then it might be there for 12 months and then not used. That's right. And so it's a waste of money then. So you need to have a look at those kind of things. And there's also the a lot of people don't like it, but the commercial reality of uh, AFL and sport, it rules. Mm no matter what. So if infrastructure is there, fantastic, but you're going to maximize capacity. You want to get as many people as possible. You also want to get the best value for the dollar that you're spending. Mm, exactly. Right. And, the, and the other thing is around facilities in change rooms and umpires rooms and all that stuff. Now, um, some things can be dressed up and you can spend $500,000 on it and make it look okay. Other things are, might need multiple millions of dollars to get it there. So 
they're the sort of things that need to be considered. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Love your thoughts. 0427 154 Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Our number if you want to give us a call, one 736 736 We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. A massive shout-out to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Mark Bickley, you were talking about Robbie Williams yesterday mm. because of the Velo Adelaide 500 coming to town next week, confirmed overnight. You're doing the hot lap. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I'm beyond excited. Cannot wait. With the Shell team? Yes. It's going to be fantastic. So next Friday night. Anton Di Pasquale. You'll need to purchase your adult nappy. I'll be fine, mate. Mm. I'll be fine. I've got enormous trust in these guys because guess why? Self-interest. You would need an enormous nappy as well, I reckon, <laughs> um, because of the size of your hiney. Always back self-interest. Mm. Uh, Robbie Williams will be in town next weekend as well, which is very exciting. Kautumi actually had a chat to him yesterday. If you sort of asked me anything that was more than surface deep about the game, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But what I do know this, as a naive new... I, I, I saw it in the 80s, didn't understand it then, but it's just like, this game is incredible. And it's come back into my life. And uh, the game against the Demons was just the most excited I've been watching sports in forever. You know, it did something to me that was just like overwhelming. And um, it, I, I guess it's like being a teen again and going, oh, I'm in. Whatever this is, I want more of this feeling. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. Any more songs coming up? We, seem more- we saw the Tom DeConning song in the air, in the bed. Well, you know, if, they, if, they'd, have, if they'd have got through, then there would have been a whole album. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a super fan now, isn't he? It's amazing. He's got this connection with Australia now, hasn't he? With um, Ange Postacoglu and now Carlton. What a what a number one ticket holder to have. We need to get him into some of our local teams, like get a song about the cockle divers. Yeah, or the, the Ranella wine flies. That would be quite good. See, this is your job now while you're doing your hot lap. See if uh, you can get in touch with Robbie Williams. Well, I'll do my best. I'll put a call in. Just tell him, Robbie, if you need some hardware, Mark Bickley is my name. You may see my name on the Bunnings Woodville (laughs) entrance because I opened (laughs) it in 2008. (laughs) Robbie Williams opens the Velo 500. Mark Bickley opens the Bunnings. Yeah, that's that's about where we're at. That's the pecking order, I think. You know what? I think it's just as important. Um, Your sports update right after this on SENSA. Good morning. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy Say. We've got a uh, camera everywhere. There's about four or five cameras here in Studio Lumo. One, two, three. There's, yeah, four or five. And um, they are staring at Mark Bickley at the moment. I mentioned yesterday you had some beautiful facial hair going on and you've kept it going. Well, I don't really... It's looking good. I don't really have to shave it off. 
So it's very patchy though. So if I ever, if I have to do something sort of formal, I reckon I'll get rid of it. It looks a bit sort of. I actually like it and I'm not, so? I'm not pulling your leg. I actually like it. Uh, we also love the support from Wanting Care for family cars at Port Adelaide and tyre power. Say big time on Falcon all-terrain tyres. Mark Bosnich going to join us really soon to chat about Nestori Irinkunda. I had a text about that, Big 0427154166. It says Arzani got signed by Man City but played zero games for them. Hopefully Nestori does better, but there are no guarantees. That's true. So Daniel Arzani was playing for Melbourne City where uh, he went over to Man City, hmm. ended up at Celtic and went to a World Cup, bounced around Europe for a little bit. Came back to Australia last year and played at MacArthur. Now he's at Melbourne Victory. Yeah, I can remember a long, long, long time ago. I reckon, was it Paul Agostino? Went mm-hmm. to Burn Young Boys. I reckon he went there as a 16 or 17-year-old. And similar type thing. You'd bounce around a little bit trying to find a home and eventually arrive back in Adelaide, didn't he? Uh, Ethel from Ethelton has said that he's going to boycott Bunnings Woodville now that I know that Mark Bickley opened it. That's Ethel from Ethelton. That's a... Surely it's a she, isn't it? Ethel? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't see gender. <laughs> <laughs> well, not many Ethels getting around that are males, are there? I don't know, mate. It's twenty twenty three. Anything can happen, all right? Let's get into our sports update. What's happening? <laughs> okay, uh, let's start with the world game. The worst kept secret in world football has been confirmed. Adelaide United prodigy Nestori Irinkunda has been sold to German giants Bayern Munich for an Bayern. Eight- Bayern, sorry, Bayern Munich, an A-League record transfer is being reported. Now, the Reds winger will transfer to Bayern Munich in July next year, four months after turning 18. Whilst Adelaide have not disclosed the transfer fee, it is understood to be around $5.5 million Australian. So there you go. That is a nice little earn, which is well done for investing in your young talent. Um, the Let's beti- try and get on uh, over the next couple of weeks as well. Let's try and get on Nathan Cosmina, or he also um, we could try and get on um, Ned Morris, who's the chair, and just ask where that money goes because that would be really interesting if it's specifically for players or if it's dispersed across the club for more resources. Can I, I know they're they're heavily uh, invested in getting more resources across the club, but if it's going to strengthen um, the front office, that's also good to know. Well, it would be, and and particularly you would think there's that investment back in that pipeline of other young, we, we know there's great young talent yeah. there. So if it is over, you know, employing a, another skills coach or development coach, that type of resource would be awesome. MC. An MC. Oh, I mean, pay, pay rise. Pay him a bit more. Start paying him. <laughs> the potential of a rare, <clears throat> excuse me, rain affected match at the world cup could add an extra layer to an otherwise simple toss call for Australia's crunch semi-final against South Africa. Now, rain is forecast for Kolkata later in the week. Now, a reserve day is available to complete the match if required, but unfortunately, further wet weather is predicted around the Eden Gardens ground for the rest day as well. So the Aussies would be extremely unlucky if both days were lost due to rain, given none of the previous 45 days in this tournament have been washed out. Let's have a listen to uh, a discussion around the weather. This is Dan Cherney yesterday from Code Sports. You only need 20 overs aside to get yeah. a game going across two days. That's, that's not a lot. Okay. Um, where, where I do think it could be a consideration is from a selection perspective, um, that if they think it's going to be more like a 2020, yeah. or there is a chance that it could be rain-reduced, I think that clearly plays into Marcus Stoinis' mm. hands if, if they are 
debating between him and Marcus Labuschagne. So that's where I think it's interesting. Let's hear from Travis Head, who also talked about what's at stake tomorrow. Hasn't really been spoken about as a group, but I think we know what's at the end of the tournament and um, what's up for grabs. And I think we've been on tour for so long now. We look back at South Africa, we played a T20 series, we played one day series, we played one day series against India when we got here, a couple of warm-up games. The boys have been invested for a long time, so if we're going to spend that much time here, we might as well try and go the whole way. So I think that's been the motivation is that we've got this far. You get yourself there, you give the best chance to play a semi and if we do things right in a couple of days' time, we find ourselves in a final and, and then more about that in the, in the future. Mm, there you go. <clears throat> what I took out of that, the the um, what Daniel Cherney was talking about, was really 40 overs is what we're talking about, over mm. two days. So it's not a lot. And, of course, there's a <clears throat> there's this appetite to, to play 40 overs and, and get a result. So uh, I hope that they're able to do that because, uh, as we know, Australia's run rate is uh, behind South Africa. So if they don't get a game underway, South Africa goes through the finals. And what a horrible way to miss out that would be. I'm just going to talk about uh, more team care if you wanted to hold down your cough button oh, and really well, clear through. It's hard when you're No, I get, I, I get it. I get it. I'm giving you time, though. So I'll talk now. You press the button <laughs> and get rid of your um, lurgy, whatever it is. More team uh, Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Um, also interesting to hear Ian Healy's thoughts on Mitchell Stark and the idea of him being rested. Not potent at all, this tournament. Uh, uh, Ten wickets of eight games, not bad. Yeah. But where are they? Where is he taking these mm. wickets? Um, I can do an anal- analysis of it for TikTok mm. and for our socials Which coming up. Um, but, yeah, not, not potent at all until he gets it right. He's got to yeah. get zeroing in on the stumps much, much better than he has this tournament. Okay, all right. And that's why they they sort of uh, trying to rest him, trying to fresh him up to really get him firing. Mm, so there you go. That's Ian Healy. Now, I'm not sure who's hosting Christmas dinner this year, but Ian Healy is the father-in-law <laughs> of <laughs> Mitchell Stark, his daughter, Alyssa. Is is married to Mitchell, so um, that's interesting. Just cracking in, just saying. It's good though because be he's not potent. being protective of him. No. He's there to have he's an opinion. Said it to his face, I'm sure. Um, so, or it's very convenient that he's over in India and Ian's back in Australia. So, <laughs> and he's, ah, he'll never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's continue on our sports news, Bix. There's a, a lot going on. Um, uh, it was interesting. I, I want you to talk about this uh, Boston result to start off within the NBA because there's a tie-in. So let me lead okay. you into those. All right. So what happened in Boston yesterday? So Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> scored 35 points. And Bobby Portis added 19 off the bench to help the Milwaukee Bucks snap their two-game NBA losing streak. Is that where you wanted to go? No, in Boston. Oh, sorry. I, I thought that was at the top. I thought we were getting to that. In Boston, Jason Tatum scored 35 points, including 17 in the fourth quarter, to propel the Celtics to a 114-98 to win over the New York Knicks. Okay, thank you. So in Boston... Jason Tatum scored 35 points and 17 in the fourth quarter to propel the Celtics to a victory over the Knicks. Wait now, a what sec, I want wait a sec. is there an echo in here? No, <laughs> just hold on, just go with me here. <laughs> okay. Now, I want you to move down to what happened yesterday with the coach of the Illawarra Hawks in the NBL. NBL. Okay, that's uh, Jacob uh, Jacobus. Yep. Now he's been axed as the coach. Uh, he's they had a terrible start, two seven to the start of the season. Had a terrible season last year. So the club have announced that he would vacate the post immediately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the assistant, Justin Tatum, will fill the void as they search for a full-time replacement. 
Justin Tatum is Jason Tatum's father. And he's now the coach of the Illawarra Hawks. Oh, Jesus, a tenuous link. No, it's not. He's literally his dad. Jason Tatum is one of the best young players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. What a little connect that is. So his dad... He's now coaching the Hawks. Floating around Wollongong saying, hey, I'm going to now take over the Hawks that have the worst record in the NBL. Mm. So the, the rumour that is going on at the moment is that... Um, uh, that Jason's coming. No, <laughs> imagine that. Jason <laughs> says goodbye to the Celtics to go to the uh, Illawarra Hawks. No, um, there's, there's discussions around um, the... You know what happens when coaches are fired so early in the season yeah. that other coaches have kind of been sought out. So yes. there's there's talks of a former championship coach from the Perth Wildcats. Yes, well, he'd been let go in the NBA. Yes, uh, making his way to uh, Illawarra, which would be quite interesting. It, it certainly puts a lot more pressure on the Adelaide 36ers on Friday night, though, because if Illawarra are making these changes with a record, and Illawarra have only lost two more games than the 36ers, so um, it's a, it's well, a challenge. That. They've got a 2-7 record. We've got a 3-7 Well, record. there you go. Yeah. So it's not um, it's not that much different. So yeah, if there wasn't enough pressure on CJ Bruton already, it is ramping up. Now the Socceroos play tomorrow night against Bangladesh, and Cassini Yengi is an Adelaide connect there because he's a South Australian kid who gets to make his debut if he steps onto the pitch tomorrow night. Yes, he could debut in the World Cup qualifier against Bangladesh. Uh, it could be his maiden call up. Yengi is the fourth and youngest number nine in Graham Arnold's squad, joining Mitch Duke, Jamie McLaren. Now Duke's thirty-two, McLaren's thirty. And Brandon Borello is 28. So let's hope the young man gets an opportunity. I think he will. And again, we said yesterday, Joe Gouch is there. Craig Goodwin is there. And Cassini Yengi with that South Australian connect as well. So, um, Bix, that's one of your better sports updates. Oh, there's plenty there. Plenty going on. Uh, unfortunately, I, I went to um, Milwaukee. No, no, no. That's fine. I was just starting at the top of the page. Don't, don't even stress about that. Um, if you want to get involved in the show... It's very easy. 0427-154-166. Um, the text of the day will get that Signet Boost Power Bank. It is valued uh, and it's actually, I'm going to say it's invaluable because um, you can use that for your earbuds, your phone. Everything. Everything. It powers you 24-7. We've and got a couple of texts coming in. With your phone, you can text in and uh, straighten me up because Ian is Alyssa's uncle, not his father. Not her father, I should say. So, so Ian isn't Mitch's father-in-law he's uh his uncle-in-law <laughs> oh unbelievable there you go unbelievable still still might be at the family dinner if it's at the Healy's this year oh, oh my god well what are you laughing at you didn't straighten me up you went with it i wasn't even listening it's fine it's <laughs> quarter to seven on SCN to say good morning Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Ten minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. Mark Bosnich not too far away. Also, Tony Bamford, who's going to talk a little bit of footy with the draft only a few days away, Mark Bickley. Actually, while we are here in studio, Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. The text line, which is 0427-154-166. We've not only had thousands saying that Alyssa Healy mm. is the daughter of Greg Healy, who was part of the Queensland squad where Uncle Ian Healy was Australia's test wicketkeeper. We've straightened you up there, Mark Bickley. But also um, a question from Daniel in regards to Tyler Welsh. Yes, it says that he's – how big is it? 
that he's playing for the Sandful side in 2024, fast-tracking his development, which sort of leads us into the uh, the AFL update that we do each day, uh, which talks about Tyler Welsh being able to play for the Sandful team next year and a boost for the club as he gets uh, as they get a close look at the potential early selection in 2024. So shaping as a first-round pick is, a, is what a lot of people are saying. Now, the way this will work, he will be available for Adelaide to choose him, to select him to play. That's in between all his commitments with the State Under-18s program, uh, the National Championships and the AFL Academy. If he's not selected for Adelaide's Sandful team, then Welsh will be able to play for the Woodville West Orange Reserves or their Under-18s. So this is uh, a precedent for the local club. So Port Adelaide might be able to do the same. There's a number of father-son prospects that they have. Uh, but the beauty about this is, this has been done before with players like Nick Dacos mm. at Collingwood with Will Ashcroft at Brisbane. Uh, his younger brother, Levi, I think, Ashcroft, is doing something similar. What it does, it gets you into the system. So he'll effectively do a pre-season this year and they'll be able to teach him technique. They'll be able to monitor what he's doing. They'll be able to monitor his loads and all those types of things. Uh, so then next year, he, know, he gets to understand the game plan. He gets a chance to be mentored. He gets the, the kicking uh, technique and routines and all those little things that uh, that you don't really get exposed to until you get onto an AFL list. He's getting that a year early. So this is a massive coup for for not just Adelaide, but both AFL clubs to have this available to them where it presents itself. Thank you for your text, Daniel. 0427-154-166. Thanks to GoBox SA, the easy way to move and store Bix. We've got to find out who's going into storage. <laughs> Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> Scary music there. <laughs> it was. How about the the sticky tape and they blew my ears out again? Well, who's going into storage this week, Mark well, Bickley? I'm not saying they're going into storage, but there's been discussions around Luke Beveridge. Um, the Western Bulldogs have brought in uh, a very esteemed football administrator, Peter Jackson, who's been involved with a number of AFL clubs, most notably Melbourne. Um, sort of engineered the resurgence of Melbourne through Paul Roos, Simon Goodwin, and got them back on track after they were in a hole for a long time. And they're doing a football program review, which is interesting at this time of the year because generally they're done at the end of the year. So if there are recommendations, mm. you can then sort of uh, adjust those things before the start of the next season. But this has been announced over the last couple of days and it's um it's being done prior to the season started so a little bit not i guess not impossible to make some recommendations and to change a few things but generally they're done at the end of the year when there's a bit more time let's hear from a couple of experts around this because there's been a lot of commentary over the past few days about luke beveridge and the western bulldogs and whether there's a future between both parties i'll get your take in a moment bix this is damo and hutchie on the sounding board podcast they're going to have an external review of the of the fixer, Peter Jackson, the, the man who basically fixes every single problem in football. He's helped fix the Melbourne Footy Club. He's helped fix the North Melbourne Footy Club. He's helped fix a lot of other people privately behind the scenes. And now they're bringing him in quite publicly as an independent outside the tent reviewer. I think the timing is, is alarming, really. For Luke Beveridge. For the, for the football program, including Luke, yeah. Like it's... Are you saying, though, when you say it's alarming, are you saying there's some doubt about him actually coaching round one 2024? How could you interpret his role to be entirely safe if they're bringing in a review? Of the football department. Of the football Which department. they've already reviewed and have made changes in. All right, that was the sounding board. Here's Kane Corns. My query on this is, is this not just a review 
um, of Luke Beveridge. Jared, I mean, how can you review the football department staff when they're all new? They haven't, they haven't worked a day, some of them. So this is just another review of the coach, is it not? I mean, but they're all, how could you review the off-field operations when the old ones are gone and the new ones haven't started? Well, this is an off-field, so it has to be directed solely at, at Luke Beveridge. And then maybe that's, maybe that's fair and maybe that's where the club is at. Okay, so Bix, I wanted to now just play for you Chris Grant, who had mm-hmm. a chat with our very own Jared Waitley. Before I get your thoughts on Luke Beveridge. Extending him out was um, on the basis of we feel and, and, and still feel um, he's the right person to see us through that. Doesn't mean that, um, you know, we're not looking at all other areas to make sure that um, we're comfortable with that as well. Um, but yeah, we, we remain very, um, very, very comfortable Um that we've got the right man to lead us through that. Um, but we've got to all have a good hard look at ourselves, don't we, when um, it's not um, uh, going the way that we want. Um, and Luke's very good at that. Um, it's part of my role to do that, um, as it is for the uh, the, the broader program. So we um, remain very committed to that um, and very confident we'll be able to see us through it. What are your initial thoughts after hearing all of the commentary around this? And do you believe Luke Beveridge will be coaching the Bulldogs in 2024? I would be staggered if he wasn't coaching the Bulldogs. The most important thing we have to try and understand here is what are the terms of reference? So, you know, Kane talked about this is a review of, of Luke Beveridge. Is it how, if it's a review of the football department, it could be a review of the, it, it's maybe the systems and the processes that they use. The, how much time does Luke spend? Does he take training or do the assistant coaches take training? Do, wh- wh- how do they interact with the, the analysts that do a lot of the data preparation? How do they talk with the uh, recruiting staff and list management in preparation for the draft? That, that's all football department. So... Um, you know, in terms of the signing of a player for nine years like Aaron Norton, does Luke Beveridge have any say in that? Is that something that's done by the list? They're, they're all football department things. So unless you know the terms of reference, which says we are looking at this or we are looking at all of this, it's hard to comment. But the timing is one thing that I just thought, generally when you do it, you do it at the end of the year. So that's one part of it. But I I think getting some external eyes isn't a disaster because the people that have been there, you know, they've, they've probably had discussions, they've spoken about things and they've made some changes, but here comes someone with a fresh set of eyes. And what they may see is they may see that 80% of what Luke Beveridge is doing is fantastic, but there's elements that, that he can improve upon. And so when you get some external advice you know, I don't know what the relationship between Peter Jackson and Luke Beveridge is, but you know, if someone who you respect and you, that you understand doesn't have an agenda, who you know, like there's discussions around how well Luke gets on with every, you know some of the key administrators. Like getting someone external might be seen as a positive. Like to be They've able. They've also to- made two grand finals in the past eight years. I mean, that's not bad. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's all about the lens you look through, isn't it? So you can, you can put it that way. And you can also say, well, guess what? They've had a great team. They've been able to amass, you know, a really good list. Uh, and even after winning the grand final, they, you know, they went down a bit. They um, made the grand final against the Demons and then have dropped off comparatively, you know, compared to what Melbourne have done since. You know, Melbourne been in the top four, I think, every year since. Or, or sorry, or the last two years in particular. So 
Melbourne haven't won finals, so they've got their own issues. But I'm not, I don't read as much into it as what some people do. And reviews, I think, are healthy. You're trying to get better. People, I'm sure they've done internal reviews over the past couple of years when the results haven't gone their way. Um, As long as you get buy-in from the people who are being reviewed, and and hopefully there's been some discussion around that, and it wasn't you know a big shock, then I think there's some there's some positives that could come out of it. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. If you can't get on the phone today and you just want to text us, do you think Luke Beveridge will be coaching the Bulldogs in twenty twenty four? Let us know if you can call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The best way to do it is via the app. If you're listening on the app. There's some buttons there that you can press to get you in touch with Mark Bickley directly. You can also have a look at his delicious facial hair on the mm. cameras here as well. And next, Bix, you've concocted a list. Yes, we do a list every Wednesday, and it's a top five. Everyone loves a list. I thought we'd go with a little bit a lighter theme this week. All right. And it's to do with, uh, with rhyming slang. I'm looking forward to this, Rhyming Bix. slang that has something to do with sport. Right. Well, it's happening in about 60 seconds. We're here thanks to Tyre Power Save Big Time on Falcon All-Terrain Tyres, and we ask that question, who is going into storage? Is it Luke Beveridge? Well, we know one thing for sure. GoBox SA, you can take the stress out of moving. Use GoBox for the easy way to move and store. It's SEN. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Two minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Been a big show so far. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, you can call us. Our number is one 736 736 Still to join us on the show, uh, we're going to be speaking to Mark Bosnich about Nestori Irin Kunda, Adelaide United star boy who has agreed to terms with Bayern Munich and will be heading off there at the end of the A-League season. So um, we've got him here in Adelaide until the end of the season. So hopefully he can continue making a huge impact on the Reds. And also Tony Bamford will join us, the Sandfall under 18 team and talent academy coach picks. Just some breaking news. The AFL have just released the the opening round, which is, I'm guessing, I'm not sure if it's called round zero or not, but it's, uh, it's going to kick off Thursday, March 7th. Sydney v Melbourne at the SCG. That's going to be a night game. Uh, Thursday night, Sydney v Melbourne. Friday night will be Brisbane v Carlton at the Gabba. That's good. That was fiery when they had the game in the finals there. Yes. Then we've got Saturday on March 9, you're going to have Gold Coast taking on Richmond, which is Damien Hardwick. The Hardwick Cup, yep. Yes, that'll be... uh, That's good. 420... They've done that well. They've done that well with the fixturing because that creates theatre and a big build-up. So that'll be a twilight game into Greater Western Sydney taking on Collingwood at Giant Stadium. So they've put the big teams. They've got Melbourne, Carlton, Richmond, and Collingwood in this round. Now this coincides with the. It's one week before the normal kickoff of, of the AFL round, but it coincides with the NRL's launch of their round one. But that's going to be done in Las Vegas. So yeah. effectively, the AFL are going to the backyard of NRL, which is Sydney and Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and saying, you guys are going to take your road show to Las Vegas. We're going to play uh, a game of footy on your opening round. Will says it's going to be called Round Pun. And uh, Bix, the Crows' first home game will be a Thursday night versus Richmond. That's from Rocco. 
Um, so I think with those teams who play in that round zero as well, because they will just make up a buy later on throughout the season, the way that it's going to work. Yeah, which is not such a disastrous thing. You'll end up with two buys. I'm not So Adelaide's round one will be... Well, we're saying first home game. First home so game. So I'm assuming yeah. that so Richmond are playing against the Suns in round zero. Round then one. Then round one, one if the Crows host round one. No, no, no. Round one's Richmond Carlton every year. So then round so that means Port Adelaide, if uh, this text is right from Rocco, Port would host round one and Adelaide would have round two at home. That's what it would sound like, yeah, I think. Because that's the reason they're calling it round zero, is because they still want to have round one when the whole Richmond v Carlton on the Thursday night. All that sort of stuff. So so there you go. Very nice work, Bix. What do you think? Let us know. 0427-154-166. We're certainly going to get some feedback from Mark Bickley's list as we get into it. SENSA Breakfast Top 5. Mark Bickley. Yes. So this is how it works. We, we come up with a list, or I come up with a list, top five. Sometimes it's serious. We talked about the uh, the top five athletes in the world. Male athletes, yeah. yeah. we've done lots of different things. But this is a little bit less serious today. I'm not sure how it came up, but we're just, just talking about rhyming slang and how we often use sports No, people. it's because you came after Melbourne Cup Day on a Wednesday morning and had a Chris Mew in the corner of Studio Lumo. <laughs> Don't That's give him away. <laughs> so we decided to think, what are the top Is five? Is that on your list? It's on the list. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> uh, we talked about some of the rhyming slang that have a sporting slant. Now, I didn't go with sausage roll, which is a goal. Or kicking it through the hay diddle diddle, which is through the middle. So yeah. I, I tried to keep it to names of sports stars. Okay. So the uh, number five on the list was Asafa Powell. Can you pass me the Asafa Powell, which is the towel? That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, right. I mean, you didn't laugh at it. Haven't you heard of that before? I've never heard of that before. Oh, it's okay. Okay. I would have preferred the Matt Rowell, but that's all right. <laughs> well, maybe that's where it's going. It's a generational thing. What yeah. about. Um, what about if you've ever like had a hammer and you're banging a nail and you, have you ever hit your Mal Meninga? Fingers. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's no, well, wait a sec. How do you want me to respond? I want some sort of uh, laughter. Okay. It would be nice. Even cracking a smile. Oh! <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Well, number three, I was going to go with Chris Mew. Yeah, I didn't know but that. instead of... You feel a bit seedy and you have a Chris Mew. Mew. Maybe you might have a Stewie Juice. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Number two is a toss-up as well because sometimes when you're dirty, you might need to jump in the Robbie Flower, but it's also <laughs> okay. been described as the David Gower as well. So yeah, I'm not okay. sure which one you go with. Or the Will Power. Yeah. Geez, you've got a Gold Coast Sun slant here. Yeah. What about Number one? I'm not sure if you know about We've this. got to build it up here, Bix. Number yeah. one. And we're taking your suggestions as well. We can add to the list. 0427 154 166. What do you got? When you go to a, a bar or a pub or something and, and everyone takes a turn at buying a beer, you might know about this, but. <laughs> okay. Do you know what that's called? No. When you say, who's. Who's, who's going to have a shout? It's a Wally Grout. Who's Wally Grout? I don't know who Wally Grout is. He's a former Australian wicketkeeper. Goodness me. Oh. Haven't you heard of having a Wally Grout? No. Oh, dear. That's fallen really flat. Maybe I need to... No, I liked it. I need to test this on 50-year-olds as opposed to younger people. No, absolutely not. Uh, we need to take your suggestions. So mm. the text line, 0427 
154166. Now, do you want people to send in the explanation as well or just what it's called? Just what it's called and then we'll work it out, I'm sure. Do you want me to give you a couple? Yes, please. So they're not specifically sports related, but I'll ask you and you need to say what they are, okay? Okay. So um, something which is one of your biggest uh, life focuses, which is bees and honey. <laughs> yeah, it's money. Yep. Something uh, which you managed to do when you had your Chris Mule in the studio, Brahms and List. <laughs> Brahms and List. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> okay. Was that what I was the night before? Correct. Yeah, okay. Um, we also, you know, Dog and Bone's a really simple one. Um, what about if someone dropped a little Royce Hart? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when you tickle me. That's when you get me with those ones there. <laughs> um, we had a text then. Mark Bickley should be rhyming slang for sickly. I'm not coming into work today. I'm feeling a bit Mark Bickley. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is Rather good. Appropriate. We've got very intelligent listeners. So um, let us know. Just make sure you don't do a raspberry tart in the studio. There you go. So there's another one for you. Exactly. Um, let us know. 0427-154-166. We want to add to Mark Bickley's list and we will continue it next. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. You know, quarter past seven on SENSA Breakfast. In a moment, we are going to ask who's in the hotel lobby as we are kicking goals with the Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal. Book direct for the win. Bix, we had that breaking news for round zero. Did you quickly want to go through those games again? Because um, it's happened like over the car, uh, the past couple of seconds and uh, there's some big matchups too. So um, yeah. if you missed it earlier. Yeah, opening round, round zero, round zero. Thursday night. This is March the 7th. So we're, we're starting early March. Uh, Thursday night match, Sydney versus Melbourne. Uh, the SCG, 7.20, Friday night. So we've got a Thursday night game, a Friday night game at the Gabba, which is Brisbane and Carlton. Then we've got two games on Saturday, March the 9th, which is Gold Coast taking on Richmond at Heritage Bank Stadium, which is on the Gold Coast. That's a, a 3.20 start. And then we've got the Greater Western Sydney taking on Collingwood at Giants Stadium at 7.30 p.m. So you've got the four big Melbourne teams, Collingwood, Richmond, Carlton and Melbourne playing on the so Eastern that, Seaboard. It's both, both a replay of both prelims. Uh, let's Did you say it's GWS Collingwood? GWS and Carlton Brisbane. Mm. Yeah, so both prelims. Wow, yeah. yeah, so that's pretty good. It is a couple of big matches there. Um, Bix, feedback is a gift. And yeah. on 0427 154 166, we did add some feedback because your list today. Yeah, it was on rhyming slang. Yep. Um, and sporting connotations. Uh, and we're getting a lot of feedback. Bix, that segment was a Barry Crocker. I also had a less friendly one and said it was Eartha Kit. <laughs> My suggestion is give Bix less creative control. Thank you, Will. Someone's texted in, I'm not quite sure about that, Bobby Hank. Not sure about that one. Neither. Uh, sorry? It was a pile of Richard the Third. apparently. <laughs> King Henry the Third, I've heard of. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess like you said, feedback's a gift. Uh, they won't be doing that list again uh, about the rhyming slang. But anyway, thank you for contributing. We love it. Bristol cities. Not really sure what that one is. Uh, no. Okay, so I'm out. 
Look, call us now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to have a guess as to who is in the lobby at the Hotel Grand Chancellor, we have overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room, overnight parking for one car, $50 food and beverage credit. Have a listen very closely. Everything happened in a blur. Do you want to listen to it again? Yeah. Okay. Everything happened in a blur. Mm. Do you have any idea who it is, Bix? Yeah, it, like it's an Australian guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I do. I think I do have All right. Idea. Well, don't share it with us yet. You have to call and have a guess on the air. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll take your guesses after this. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 23 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Mark Bosnich joining us really soon. Actually, after the 7.30 news, Bix, we're going to speak with Tony Bamford, who will give us his thoughts leading into the draft, which is only a few days away. Plenty to ask him as well where there's... Look, both of our South Australian teams have some interesting picks. Uh, mm. Port Adelaide having one, the Crows having a couple, but also three, three. the, the mm. talent. Um, there's lots of talent in some of the far north Queensland areas of Australia. But, um, well, even Tasmania. Tasmania are being tipped to have three inside the top 30. Adelaide, maybe one or two. Mm. Or This is South Australia, I should say. Um, shouldn't be so city-centric, but... It is cyclical. You know, there's years where you have Lukosius, Rankin and Rosie in the top five. Uh, and then there's other years where it looks like Will McCabe, who is a father-son with Hawthorne, son of Luke McCabe, uh, he's probably inside 20. But after that, maybe, yeah, I'm not sure where the next South Australian might land. Maybe around 30, perhaps. We are kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal. You can book direct for the win. Uh, we are asking who's in the hotel lobby. Have a listen. Everything happened in a blur. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Darren joins us. Good morning, Darren. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning on this beautiful day? Oh, we are very well. I like the fact that you're so chipper. Who do you think's in the uh, the Grand Chancellor Hotel lobby? Is it Robbie Williams? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Congratulations, Darren. Very easy, Thank Darren. You. You've uh, immediately picked up overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room, overnight parking for one car, $50 food and beverage credit. Um, Robbie Williams is here next week, and Bix yesterday said he was the greatest singer of the modern generation. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, I do. It's a yeah. Yeah, greatest entertainer, I think it was. Big call. All right. Thank you, Darren. Congratulations. Yeah. And thanks to the whole team at the Hotel Grand Chancellor. I mean, Bix, we, we think about it and be serious for a moment. Mm. Every week they have put up a night's accommodation there just for people who listen to us on SENSA. So we're very grateful. We we did a, um, a show from there one morning a few weeks ago, and we'd never been in there before, mm. and it's outstanding. Yeah, it is. You walk through the front door, and it just opens right up. I noticed they got... Some great Christmas shows coming up. One's sold out. One's almost sold out uh, with some some great artists there. So have a look at that as well. So if you're staying in the city, you want to do a stay over, you've got friends coming where, or you've got people that saying, where should we stay for gather round or live golf or the Velo, 
Send them to the Hotel Grand Chancellor. We are talking rhyming slang on the text line, 0427-154-166, because, Bix, you went through your list, your top five rhyming slang. Did you want to quickly touch on the top five again? Just go through them, and then I can read out Daniel's text, which I love. What have you got for us? Well, I started with uh, Asafa Pow, which is your towel. This Mm -hmm. is a sporting sporting slant. Mal Meninga was number four. That's your finger. Number three was uh, if you're feeling a bit ill, you have a Chris Mew or a Stewie Jew. Yep. Uh, number two was uh, when you needed to clean off, you jumped in the Robbie Flower or David Gower, yep. whichever way you wanted to go. And number one was uh, Wally Grout. So there's a couple which I've had a look at, which if you go to a football match, um, otherwise known as the football itch and scratch. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that before. If you want to purchase your ticket, you call it the Jiminy Cricket. Um <laughs> <laughs> if you can't watch it live at the venue, you can watch it on the telly or the custard and jelly. Is that <laughs> pretty you're good? You're making this up. No, sure. if you need a bookie, you can go to the biscuit and cookie. <laughs> <laughs> the biscuit and cookie. What about, uh, what about Daniel? The... Daniel sent us a text and he said, uh, there's so many. Can I borrow an Ant and Senna? I'm sure that's a tenner. Uh, while she's having a Barry Crocker, we heard that one big night last night. Feel, feel a little bit Kevin Sheedy. I'm guessing that's seedy. Yes. And tonight we're having Billy Pickin for dinner. Chicken. <laughs> Bit of Billy Pickin. <laughs> oh, where's it going to stop? Keep him coming in. 0427-154-166. Um, as we mentioned, we're going to speak to Mark Bosnich about Nistori Irinkunda, who has agreed alongside Adelaide United to terms with one of the top flight football clubs around the world, Bayern Munich in Germany. This is what he said last night. Obviously, I heard the rumour first agents and everything they kind of broke down the news and they'll they let me know that this team was interested and there was multiple teams interested and i had to make a choice and i made the choice of Bayern munich so hopefully i made the right choice yeah spoke to the club yesterday just briefly there's a huge blanket media ban on mm. this story as well because you've got to protect him in this instance if you think now this is going to make international news because Bayern have already started promoting it via all of their media channels and you've got to make sure that he's in the right frame of mind because it is exciting. It's wonderful. But he's got a season to look forward to at Adelaide United where yeah. he's coming off a suspension and they've got a um, a week off this weekend because of the, the international um, break. But then two away games to then come back home and play against Brisbane. It's an important time for the Reds. Well, and it's you can imagine what it must be like. It's hard not to let your mind drift forward three or four or five months and think about what it's going to be like playing in the you know these huge leagues in Europe. So it just, yeah, it's going to be really tough for him. And he's only, he's 17 years of age. He's going to get plenty of attention now and plenty of verbal about, uh, you know. You can't I got get, a real insight on, um, going to get a kick on Saturday I was doing the headshots for uh, Adelaide United and Nesta was sitting behind me in the stands because he was suspended. So I would say, number 46, Joe Gauchi. And all I could hear was, it was just trying to distract me every time, and I thought, grow up. But then I realised he's 17, so mm. he probably doesn't need to. Uh, Mark Bosnich, not too far away, and next, Tony Bamford. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Energy from an Australian-owned company that is Lumo SA. 
Mark Bosnich joining us after 8 o'clock this morning to chat all things Nestori, Erin Kunda, but also uh, the UEFA Champions League. You can watch all of the Champions League, Europa League and Conference League on Stand Sports. Sign up now at stand.com.au slash football. The matches return next week, so the 25th of November. Mark Bickley, we're in here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. For the Christmas fragrance sale on now. Yeah, really looking forward to some Sheffield Shield cricket today. The, the Redbacks uh, are backing up their unbelievable performance against Queensland at the Gabba. So they head to WA. So they're going to take on the, the Western Australians over there. If they are successful over there, which they will go over with some confidence, uh, they'll move to pretty much the top of the table, which would be fantastic. I haven't sort of said that too often in more recent times about the Redbacks. So some nice things happening there. This is Jake Lehman talking about the importance of defeating the Warriors. I think they've got a really good, solid team that, that, that play every week and, and they rely on their bowlers and they've got good, uh, probably seven or eight bowlers, to be honest with you. So I think it's it's the consistency with the bat, not to have that, that session that where we where we have lost three or four wickets in a group. Um, you know, WA are always going to play four days of hard cricket and we just need to match that. Uh, in particular with the bat, I think. Before we head to Tony Bamford, who is one of our mates, fair dinkum internet without the fuss. It was interesting yesterday listening to Tasmania's very own Brent Costello talking about the state of play for Tasmania's AFL team. The thing is that the more you put in place, the harder it is to kill. And, and that's my sort of opinion mm. with it all as well. I think it's just come too far now. As it stands today, we've got a provisional licence in our hands. And I've said this a number of times, I just can't see the day but we hand that back. It would just be a terrible day for Tasmania, yep. really, I think, if we handed back a, a licence. So I think we will get there. It's just going to be a, a bit of a long journey to do so. Bix, do you reckon Brendan Gale is the obvious choice for CEO because of his connection to Tasmania, but also um, if he, I mean, from what we're led to believe, he's had a crack at a few jobs in the AFL, and if it's not that for him, then potentially it's looking after Tassie. Yeah, look, you don't know. <clears throat> people's personal circumstances. You know, does he, what's his family situation? Does he want to leave Melbourne? Uh, you know, if he's if he doesn't want to leave Melbourne, he's got a he's got a plum job there at Richmond. Who are looking to reset? He's climbed the mountain. They've had this period of sustained success. Uh, what does he want to do next? Does he want to go through that sort of period again? Does he want to rebuild and reboot and see if they can go again, or is he maybe looking for a new challenge? Let's have a listen to Brent's thoughts on that. I think it all lines up pretty well. Obviously. Um, yeah, his time at Richmond, you'd think, would come to a close at some point. And I think it'd just be a really attractive opportunity for him to be able to, to come home potentially and, and work in his home state in such a important and key role. I, I, I haven't spoken to him directly about it, but um, speaking to a few people in the know, I think that's he, he certainly would be their number one target. And, um, yeah, whether he's interested or not, another story, but... Um, I think it'd be a really attractive position, that's for sure. Well, Tasmania are going to be looking for a lot of young kids if they want to build their team, if and when they come into the competition. And a lot of young kids will find new homes, their first ever AFL home. It all starts Monday, the 20th of November with the 2023 AFL National Draft. And we thought we would get on um, someone who certainly knows a lot about the young recruits making their way into the AFL system. It's a Sandfall Under-18 team and Talent Academy coach, Tony Bamford. Bangers, good morning to you. It's an exciting time for young South Australians. Yeah, it is. Good morning, guys. It's uh, only a few sleeps away now. So, um, no, it's an exciting time for all the, all the players and their families. 
Tony, let's talk about the, some of the South Australian prospects. I think most people agree that Will McCabe will probably be the first name called out. He's tied to Hawthorne with the father-son. After that, what do you think it looks like? Who are some of the names that we uh, we should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, I think everyone's um, pretty set for Will to be the first SA lad. Um, look, to be honest, after that, you could probably throw a blanket over three or four guys mm. in Taylor Go, Jack Deline, um, Kane McAuliffe and Ash Moyer, I think. Um, any one of those four guys, are, in my opinion, are probably next in line. Um, but to, given the recent interest in Taylor Goad, I think he might be... I wouldn't be surprised if he's the second SA mm. lad to be called out of that four. So, yeah, any one of those guys, it's um, you just never know on the night uh, what club, what a particular club wants at that certain pick. But... Um, yeah, whoever gets any of those guys are going to get a good footballer. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> I had those those four names written down in front of me. Let's start with Taylor Goad. 206 centimetres. He's not your traditional uh, 206 centimetre player who sort of taps the ball or takes a mark. He is quite mobile. He's quite quick and he's late to footy. So you're right. I think there's a lot of interest there because mm. there's so much blue sky. Well, it's they're just very rare to find these kinds of players. There's not many in the draft, um, and they sort of only come around once every two or three or four years, really. Um, and the fact that he can run so fast is just so um, appealing to mm-hmm. AFL clubs. So every time you hear an AFL coach speak these days, it's about speed. <laughs> so um, to have a guy that size who's really mobile, who hasn't played much football when you look at his his development profile over the last four years compared to other guys his age, the, the upside's enormous. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of interest in, in Taylor. Um, he, he he sort of will be a, a mixture of Luke Jackson, um, De Koning, and um, probably a little bit of Max Gorn as well. So that sounds pretty pleasing, doesn't it? <laughs> That's not a bad cocktail. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Kane McAuliffe because... He's got such a beautiful leg and he's clearly done some work before the the, the draft combine as well because he had some really good results in the um, uh, the 2K and some of the speed results. So I think he's an attractive prospect for a lot of clubs. He can play through the middle. He can also play across halfback. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that, Vic, because um, I'm so proud of Kane and what he's been able to do um, this year. He worked his butt off for us at the chance, playing as a as an inside ball winning mid. And in his defence, he's never tested well um, because he's always carried some he carried some groin problems and some other niggles just at really bad times of the year when we did, when we did our testing. So there's always been AFL clubs um, saying we like the way he plays, but we're not sure he's got the athletic profile mm. to play at a higher level. So to Kane's credit, he, he absolutely went to work when his season finished with North Adelaide and, and he was trained, training butt off and he went to Melbourne and tested unbelievably well. So yeah, I couldn't be happy with Kane and I just hope he gets his chance um, to, to be drafted. I'm sure he will. I just hope he gets his chance to, to make a great AFL career. Great kid from the country. He's got some really good life skills, having moved away from family at a young age. Boarding house. He's one year, had one year out of school now. So, um, yeah, thrilled for him to be in this, uh, this position to get this opportunity uh, in the draft coming up. And, the, and Ashton Moyer, you mentioned him. He's such a hard one to judge. I saw him play 
last year and he was touted as being a really high pick. Hasn't quite worked out for him so much this year. Where do you t- tell us about him as a player first and foremost? Um, probably the uh, would be equal with probably the most naturally talented, mm. uh, skillful player I've ever coached. To be honest with you, Bix, wow. he he kicks the ball beautifully well, both sides of his of his body. Um, he actually says he hasn't got a preferred foot, and you, and you think he's joking, but he's actually serious. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, when it comes to the, the, the technical aspect of the game, he ticks all the boxes at a really, really high level. Unfortunately for Ash this year, he just wasn't able to get his body right in the middle part of the year. He had a niggling hip problem. Um, and I think if Ash was really honest, he would say that he probably didn't handle the expectation coming off a really, really good under-17 year as much or as, as well as he probably would have liked. Mm-hmm. And that can happen. That, that's happened before with players. I mean, Harry Lemmy had a really good under-17 year and didn't really... Um, hit, his, hit his peak as an 18-year-old. It can happen with these boys because they have such wonderful under-17 years. They, they get so much media attention and exposure. Sometimes that pressure can sort of impact them a little bit. But Ash is a great kid. He, he works really hard on his game. Um, he just has to has to hopefully get a chance to play. And, and once he goes into the AFL system, the, the coaches are going to be amazed by, by his skill sets. Mm. I, I actually went and watched him train when he had a, a week down in Adelaide and he looked like he fitted in... Like he looked, already looked like a seasoned player. I'm just interested. You mentioned he was the yeah. equal most talented player. Who's he equal with? Uh, <laughs> uh, a, few years, a few years ago now, we had a, a young lad, Indigenous boy. Um, he's now playing league football at Central's Isaiah Dudley. Uh, yeah. He was he was equally as talented as, as Ash. Hmm. Uh, Bangers, before we let you go, Bix mentioned this earlier and it'd be great to get your take in. In regards to the, the depth of South Australian talent, is this a cyclical thing where in a few years' time we might have the same kind of approach that we did to the draft, having a Lacocious, a Rosie, a Rankin, all in kind of the, the top five or ten? Um, or is it just almost luck of the draw? No, it certainly happens on a cycle. If you if you look at it closely over the you know, go back in history and Kevin Sheen will tell you every time you talk to him about it, every state gets their turn. Um, and, and, you know, our turn will come again in a couple of years. Next year, next year it might be WA. Uh, the year after that, it might be a big country and then it might be us again. And you just never know. Um, so while, while this is, you know, uh, I don't like to use the word um, weak draft. There's certainly some really, really good players in this draft. It's just a bit shallow, that's all. Um, so, yeah, we'll get our turn again. And, and when it does, we have to to make sure that uh, we keep the players fit and healthy so they can showcase. Mm. Tony, we uh, thank you for your time and uh, yeah, <clears throat> and all your work you do with the, the young talent that is available to you. And it's, uh, um, I bet it's, it's a great job and very rewarding. And, and a lot of those sort of fruits come through on draft night where your chest must puff out a little bit. Yeah, it is an exciting time. Um, you want the best for all your players. Um, but, you know, the guys who don't get a chance mm. to, to go into the AFL system, we've got eight very, very good sample clubs to go back and, and find their feet at. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great job, as you say, Bix, and I'm really lucky to be in this position. Thanks for your time, Tony Bamford. Of course, um, an asset to South Australian football and one of our mates in score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with mate. It is quarter to eight on SENSA. Next, Bix, it's quick Bix time. Oh, dear. Challenge today, a real challenge. Okay. See got to do see if I'm up to it. with entertainers. Yeah, well, it's probably not my strong suit. You are one of them. 
That's a very loose term. Doesn't matter. We'll see how we go after this. Roads, tyrepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 10 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Nomination for the good stuff very soon, Mark Bickley. You can get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. Uh, Mark Bosnich will also join us to talk about Nestori, Erin Kunda, and of course, the Champions League uh, action returns next week. We're all about feedback here at SENSA, just having a look on the text line and uh, the socials. I had a an X uh, tweet from Matt who said, love the show, but um, Jared, can you stop using nicknames when you refer to people? So I think because I called Tony Bamford bangers. Bangers. So I might just, Tony next time, I'll call you Mark. So no more Bix. Do you have any other nicknames? Skip. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Your skip one's interesting, though, because that's not in reference to you being the captain. No. no I got it's an old as, school nickname. It's a five-year-old, if you can believe that. Mark and Jared is what we're going with now. I yes. just like to nickname if we know the people and keep it pretty casual. But you know what? As we said, feedback's a gift. Meep, meep. If you haven't earned Quick Bix before, it's a little bit of fun. Mark Bickley knows everything about everyone. And uh, today, yes, I will give you six questions. You have 10 seconds to answer every question. You have one extension. You're normally very good. Last week, you were outstanding. Mm. I reckon mm. I'm the okay best performance of the year. With the footy ones, which a lot of last week was about football, mm. entertainment might stretch me today. Well, the reason behind this edition of Quick Bix was because of something you said in response to a question that was asked in On The Mark yesterday. Robbie Williams is the greatest male solo artist of our generation. Oh, boy. Um, You've been on Robbie all morning. Yep, okay. I'm, I'm happy to say that's On The Mark. Came in yesterday saying, I've watched the Robbie doco. Yep, all and four episodes. you're looking forward to seeing him at the Velo 500 next yes. week. Mm-hmm. You're all over Robbie Williams. So today is the generational entertainment edition of Quick Bix. Yeah, hope they're my generation. We'll find out because it was controversial <laughs> yesterday because a lot of people had feedback in regards to you making the accusation that Robbie Williams was the greatest, the goat. Opinion based, he's a, he is a very, very good entertainer. Don't backpedal. No, Don't not, say not a happy. very good. You said the very good. Can't be beaten. So question yeah. one. In Quick Bix. Yes. You seem to know a lot about Robbie Williams, so finish this song. So when I'm lying in my bed, thoughts running through my head, and I feel that love is dead, I'm loving angels instead. I'm setting mine on you. <laughs> and through it all, I <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what the actual And through it Oh, she offers me protection A lot of love and affection Keep going, turn no, it back oh, up No, absolutely not <laughs> it's, uh, uh, no. Is it a pass or not? Oh. <laughs> you had a go, that's the main thing um, So you're none Zero <laughs> okay. from one Question two in the generational edition of Quick Bix Now, let's talk about Harry Styles <laughs> This is Harry Styles right here. Mm-hmm. The song is called Music for a Sushi Restaurant. Yes. Uh, 
Harry, you'd say, is quite generational. Um, the question that I have for you, Bix, Harry Styles is a brilliant solo artist but was also part of a group called One Direction. Name their five members when they started. I know this. It's Harry, it's Niall, it's Liam, it's Louis, and it's Zane. Very confident. Correct. See, well I, done. I have three daughters who were, I reckon, 9, 11, and 13 when One Direction were around the place. Who's your favourite one? Well, Harry is a pretty cool. Niall, I think, was Niall Irish. He, he still is, yep. yeah. He was, yeah, I liked him as well. Okay. Zane was the one that split the group up. He left. He went first. Someone was always going to leave first, though. Mm, mm. So that was unfortunate that you asked that question because I actually had that knowledge. Why is that unfortunate? But I want you to do you're well. You're trying to trick, you're trying to get me. No, I'm not. Okay. There's some sporting connotations to this, too. One Direction okay, would, would kick a football round prior yes. to going on stage. Typically, no. Correct. So let's keep this theme going because Rod Stewart. Wake up, Maggie. Rod Stewart not only has this huge obsession with model trains, like travels around the world. And, models. Well, that too, <laughs> models and model trains. Um, but Rod Stewart also trialled for a professional football side. So I want to know, it's multiple choice. I'll make it easy for you. What club did Rod Stewart trial for? A, Brentford, B, Watford, C, Nottingham. I reckon Watford, Elton John was involved with Watford. What was C? What was C again, please? Nottingham. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to go A. What was A, Brentford? A, Brentford is correct. Good job. So in 1960, over summer, he trialled at Brentford. They were a third division club at the time, but basically the club never called him back after the trials. <laughs> Very so good. that's good. Um, Darren in Craigmore is texting 0427154166. Heard you singing, saying I'm so glad Bix was a footballer. Exactly. Not my thing, singing. You're doing a great job so far. You are two from three. Question four in the musical generational edition of Quick Bix, Michael Jackson. Not going to get you to sing this, don't Please, worry. Yeah. Not going to get you to moonwalk, even yeah. though you moonwalk out of the studio at eight thirty-one <laughs> every day. Uh, Michael Jackson has been to Australia before, and he also played Adelaide Oval in yes. what year? I think I know this. It was it was around ninety-seven. I can't remember. It was just after, just before. I'm going to go just before. I'll say 96. 1996 is correct. Good job. 30,000 people at Adelaide Oval to see Michael Jackson. Had some good artists come through. Yes. Um, Billy Joel. Went and saw Billy Joel at um, Adelaide Oval. Okay. Um, Cheers. So Over the journey. Do you want to go through the other concepts you've seen? We don't have time. (laughs) No, keep going. We can if you want. No. Um, Question five in the musical generational edition of quick bix let's go back to robbie williams and i want to play this song this is one of my favorite robbie williams songs 
Mm-hmm. It's called Supreme, okay? Yes. So, wonderful song. I wanted to ask you, in the video clip, what kind of athlete was Robbie Williams? Athlete. That's a... I think I know what it is, but I'm not sure if I class him as an athlete, but I think I'll go with it. I think he was a racing car driver. The only advice I will give you is if you are prepared to say that racing car drivers are not athletes, Mm. do it after you go in the hot lap next week (laughs) with the shell racing team. Not the traditional athletes that we Mm. sometimes think of, yeah. Uh, that is correct. So it was a tribute to Jackie Stewart, uh, F1 racing driver. So uh, wonderful video clip. All right, we're down to the last one, Bix. You've done well. You are four out of five. Oh, the generational entertainment goat edition of Quick Bix. What I want you to do, because you did cause a bit of controversy yesterday by saying Robbie Williams was the greatest of this generation. Hmm. There were some other names thrown your way. Yeah. And I want you to finish this song. When I say softly, slowly. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza. You've done very well. Yes. Did you like the Tony Danza? No, I loved it. It was really good. You should add it to that list of rhyming slang earlier. <laughs> they did very well. Five out of six. Yeah, not bad. Uh, you are outstanding. But um, it's always nice to play a bit of music on a Wednesday morning as well. He's up there. But I sort of had him a little bit before Robbie Williams. Yeah, they've all got tie-ins to sport, though, when you think about it. As you said, Elton Johnson is a huge... Elton Johnson. <laughs> I think every sports person wants to be an entertainer and every entertainer wants to be a sports person. I totally agree. All you need to do is have a look at the athletes that go to concerts and have a look at the musicians and entertainers well, that Shane sit courtside. Shane and, and uh, lead singer of Coldplay, Chris Martin, they're, all, they're great mates. Ed Sheeran, yep. Um, Mick Jagger loves cricket. Elton John loves cricket and football. Hmm, plenty of them. You've done well, Bix. Congratulations. Another amazing effort. We're going to speak to Mark Bosnich next. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. We're waking up to the news that Adelaide United's net story, Irin Kunda, will be with the Reds until the conclusion of the A-League men's season. Then he's off to Germany to play for Bayern Munich. It's an amazing achievement, not just for the 17-year-old, but also for Adelaide United. Congratulations for getting the deal done. What we thought we'd do, Bix, is chat to someone who's had some experience of playing top flight football and can give us a really good insight. Speaking of which, you can watch every UEFA Champions League, Europa League and Conference League on Stan Sports. Sign up now at stan.com.au slash football. Matches return next week on the 25th of November as we say good morning to football legend Mark Bosnich. It's uh, it's a great day for football in Australia, Bozza, but also with the largest transfer fee here in the country. It's brilliant for Nestori Irinkunda. Well, it is. Good morning to you both and good morning to, to everyone listening. It, it is. It really is fantastic news, well, specifically for the, for the young boy. Um, you know, when you're talking about uh, finishing schools for the top young talents, Bayern Munich is right up there. So um, he'll have a fantastic time. He'll, he'll gain that confidence going forward in his career, no matter what happens, that you know, he's been at one of the big clubs. He's seen how it's done. He would have, he will, in my opinion, train 
with some of the, the top players in the world. And that does an amazing thing for your confidence going forward. And you mentioned about the, the transfer fees, and, and that's, that's really good news for Australian football. Um, right at this moment in time, they're, they're suffering a challenging time uh, in the A-League. And the more of these young boys that we can develop and sell, the better it will be for all the clubs involved. Obviously, the players benefit as well. Everyone does. Mm. Mark, you are in a, a really sort of good position to be able to talk about what it's like. Uh, I think I yeah. read as a 17-year-old, you went to Man United. What are some of the challenges uh, when you have to move away so young and go to a, a behemoth of a club like that? Yeah, a 16. I was 16. 16. Um, look, I, 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 always, I always counted myself a little bit more fortunate that I went to a country that was uh, a little bit more similar to Australia, mm. that, especially in terms of the language. So you'll have to learn the language. So that's another challenge on top of that. Uh, the, the biggest challenge is, is being away from family. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, when you've got that family uh, unit to rely on, you know, when you come home from training, when, you know, things will, be, will go up and down. Uh, that is a big plus. So um, you have to sort of, you know, basically, I don't know, you have a, like a, you make a surrogate family, whether it be uh, boys that you're staying together with at, at digs or whether it be the landlady at the place that you're staying with. So that would be the biggest challenge. The other challenge would be the weather. Uh, the food is fantastic in Germany, there's no doubt about that. And as a place, it's a fantastic place. But the weather will be a shock um, when, when it comes, well, in, in a month's time, pretty much. Although in Germany, they do have a small winter break still. The weather will come to shock, but it, 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 he'll, be, he'll get used to it. Um, and, and like I said, the massive advantage is that regardless, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're at these top clubs, the rate of, players going through to the first team is very low. There's no doubt about that. But what it does do, it gives you a great stepping stone. So even if you have to take a step back to go back and then forward, you've always got that base to know that you've been with and around the best and he will have opportunities. There will be opportunities throughout the season that um, to train um, with, with the first team. And like I said, when you, when you have that in your mind that I know I've done it, I've seen them, they're great, yes, but they're not superhuman. It gives you a wonderful set of confidence going forward. Boz, it, it feels like they've been after him for a pretty long time and now the deal's finally yeah. been done. But uh, we've had a lot of texts coming in using the, the likes and comparisons of Daniel Azani where he went over uh, to Europe and was loaned out straight away. But the perception we get yeah. here in South Australia is that the intention for Bayern Munich is to actually have Nesta there uh, to develop him to play for Bayern Munich as opposed to getting him and loaning him out. Yeah, well, that's the impression I, I get as well. But, you know, a lot of things can happen, both good and bad. So, you know, and the most important thing for him is, is not to give up. No matter what happens, no matter how down you feel, um, sometimes all it is is just a bit of homesickness or, or something like that, just to keep going. And, and Bayern Munich plus scouts in Germany and all over the world have really descended upon Australia, especially in these last, you could say, three years for, for both men and women because they've seen their performances at the World Cup and they realise as well here that in terms of the market price, that you get players very, very cheap in comparison that you get them from, especially from Europe as well. But it's a wonderful achievement because someone like Bayern Munich have a choice of youngsters from all around the world. Their mere name is enough for, for youngsters and their parents to go, oh, wow, it's Bayern Munich, you know, as, as you see now with, with the, the effect that it has on him signing. So it is a wonderful achievement because, like I said, they have a choice. And there's another young Australian boy there as well, the goalkeeper, Anthony Pavlicic. Uh, Saprit Singh, who used to play uh, in New Zealand, he, he went there for a while. 
So, um, like I said, there are scouts here for both men and women because they've seen all around the world. I, I can't tell you the amount of calls that I have from people everywhere, including Germany, to say, what about this player? What about that player? And all that. So, um, the, the eyes the eyes are on here. And, and like I said, that's number one, because of the talent, or they wouldn't look here in the first place. But number two, because of the fact that they know that they can get them relatively cheap and give them a chance of playing, you know, in, in what is the mecca of football in Europe. Mm, yeah, it's an amazing opportunity. What about the, the Socceroos tomorrow night? Looking forward to that match? Yeah, they're, they're starting. Look, I think it would be an easy match. Mm. I think they're playing against, I think it's Bangladesh. So they're, they're starting again. Uh, on their road to um, to 2026, um, Graham Arnold, I think, will equal or, or better um, the amount of times that somebody has coached the national team, which is a wonderful achievement. And uh, and you know, this, looking for you don't want to underestimate or disrespect the opposition, but these games should be pretty much straightforward uh, in this first part of World Cup qualifying. And then it gets more interesting during the second round, as we know from the last times. But the big difference if, for people who don't know this time is. Eight teams qualify from Asia because it's now 48-team World Cup. So really, it shouldn't be no problem um, uh, to be sure that uh, we're one of those eight teams to qualify for a World Cup, which is very important. Um, you know, out of 211 leagues around the world, you have to say only five, really. That's the, the, I'm, I'm being generous to the French League. The French League, uh, obviously the Bundesliga in Germany, La Liga in Spain, Serie A in Italy, and the Premier League. Everyone sort of you know, tries to draw themselves towards those leagues. But it's a wonderful opportunity uh, for the national teams. And you see how it's becoming closer and closer. You saw that in the last World Cup, um, to put themselves on the world stage. And the fact that they've got 48 teams now, I think, is a really good idea. It's the right time because the standard has improved all over it. And, you know, really, when you've got 211 nations playing the game, I think it's only fair that a quarter go to the, to the big dance. Just before we let you go, Mark Bosnich, and we appreciate your time, the UEFA Champions League, the, the great thing about doing yeah. breakfast radio is the fact that there's games on whenever we're speaking in the morning, which is wonderful. Sure. But having a look at the tables, I mean, there's certainly um, the Ange factor not being part of Celtic anymore because they're sitting at the bottom of Group E, but some of the other teams are really flexing their muscles, including the club that Nestori Aaron Kunda is going to end up going to as well, Bayern Munich. So um, the big teams oh. are doing well with some surprises. Oh, they are. They are. Bayern Munich are, are, are through, um, and all the other groups. Arsenal are looking good in Group B. Real Madrid are through already. Uh, group D, Real Sociedad, Inter look as though they're through. Um, group B, uh, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, and final. You mentioned Celtic. They're already out. Celtic haven't won a game in the Champions League since 2017, so um, they're, they're having a tough time of it. But the big group, really, I mean, Manchester City are through. Um, Barcelona had a bit of a slip up last time for the last group, but Group F which was named mm. the group of death before. That is really where it's going to, you know, it's going to be really, really exciting. You've got Borussia Dortmund, uh, PSG um, from France, uh, AC Milan and Newcastle. And Dortmund on seven, PSG six, Milan five, Newcastle four. So that's going to be absolutely huge going into the last two match days to see who will qualify from that group. Um, and this is the last season as well when we're going to have uh, eight groups of four. Um, so... Uh, hopefully it, uh, it, it'll be nice and exciting because from next season onwards there'll be extra teams in the Champions League as well. It'll be um, four groups of nine. So um, really looking forward to that. We'll start that in two weeks' time. The last two match days are coming up. They'll be finished. We'll know who will be in the knockouts by mid-December. And the teams that finish third um, will go into the second-tier competition in the Europa League. Mark, we really appreciate your time this morning. 
Anytime, guys. Great to speak to you. 12 minutes past eight. Mark Bosnich there. And don't forget, you can watch every UEFA Champions League, Europa League and Conference League on Stan Sports. Sign up now. Stan.com.au slash football. Matches return next week. Bix, next we're going to talk about the good stuff. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 17 minutes. It's past eight, going for a top of 23 degrees today. The sun is shining across beautiful Adelaide. Your local tyre power, their holiday getaway sale is on now. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Got a bit nervous during the Mark Bosnich interview there, Bix, before, because I always thought they were called Bayern Munich. He was saying Bayern Munich, so I'm going to have to research that. Well, that's what I said, and you correct Fact me. check the fact check. I noticed you didn't correct Bozza. No, because... um. Just a bit nervous around <laughs> royalty, yeah. as I am with you as well. Actually, we had a text in on zero four two seven one five four one double six because during the conversation of uh, quick picks, uh, you suggested that race car drivers, uh, race car is also um, a palindrome. You can spell it forwards mm. and backwards. Uh, you know, I know what a palindrome is. Okay, uh, you boob. <laughs> um. You made the suggestion that they're not elite athletes. No, no, I didn't say that at all. I said they're a non-traditional athlete. Josh from Aldinga Beach has provided <laughs> one of the texts of 2023. So we are now adding race car drivers to the BICS list along with weather presenters and security guards. Mm. So maybe your, your list next week could be things you hate or people you don't think have real jobs. Well, weather presenters I've been, I've questioned for a little while. Mm. Security guards, look, there's only a couple of them. I like to think that they could be a little bit more athletic. That's all I'm saying. When, oh, they, when, they, oh, when they stand around the boundary oh, line and someone runs onto the oval and they can't catch them for a minute and a half, that just mm. suggests that you're not quite at the level. And, <laughs> and, now, and now, yeah, you're right. Um, this one here is a bit more controversial because they are, they are supreme athletes. Are they? You're saying they that are. now because you haven't done your hot lap? <laughs> exactly. I thought so. But, okay. but they are non-traditional. Okay. Let's get our nomination in for the good stuff. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable budget car and truck rental. 132727. The good stuff is we've had some fixtures drop. Yes, the opening round, or we're going to call it round zero, which is going to uh, be the precursor to round one. And it's going to start, this is footy starts on March the 7th on a Thursday night. Sydney are taking on Melbourne at the SCG. So there's going to be four games that are going to be played in Sydney and Brisbane because the NRL season kicks off that same weekend, but they're doing it in Vegas. So the, the AFL are doing a little bit of a, a middle finger to the uh, to Peter Valandis and the NRL by saying, we'll play a game in your backyard while yep. you're not home, while you're on the road. So Sydney are taking on Melbourne on a Thursday night, which of course will be interesting because Brody Grundy, should he be selected, will be playing... Uh, for Sydney Correct. against Melbourne, which is one of his former teams. Brisbane take on Carlton on the Friday night. That's going to be a night game at the Gabba. So that's a a return for Carlton there where they lost the prelim final. Of course, kicked five goals to nothing in that first quarter. I think that's only one of a handful of games that is going to be at the Gabba next year because they're starting oh, to, to the pull it down. Demolition. Uh, for the Olympics. And then we go to Saturday. Gold Coast are taking on Richmond at uh, Heritage Bank Stadium, which will be 
Damien Hardwick coaching against his team that he took to three premierships. And then on Saturday night, GWS will take on Collingwood at Giants Stadium. Of course, that'll be a replay of the prelim final, which GWS agonisingly lost by one behind. 0427-154-166. This is uh, from Glenn in Salisbury Heights. Hi, guys. Will Bix do a top five of Bix's worst top five? Today's top five will be number one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the support, Glenn. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was. So maybe it's because I didn't laugh aggressively. Yeah, well, yeah, I would have appreciated a little bit of support. What I like on the the AFL official release of this, um, the fixture for round zero, and they've called it opening round, at the bottom, it's mm. got the teams who aren't playing with little asterisk next to it just saying bye. So they've got a bye in the first round. They haven't even played yet, but they're having a week off already. So they'll get a bye later on in the season. Um, you still got time to send us a text to so, uh, 0427-154-166. We'll wrap up the show next. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 minutes past eight. Been a very big show today as well, Mark Bickley. Um, wonderful speaking to Tony Bamford about the potential recruits in the draft, which is happening on Monday. Um, and Mark Bosnich, if you missed any of those chats, you can have a listen to the podcast today. We also do this kind of exclusive behind the curtain stuff at the start of our podcast each day. We it's sit down. A, I'd call it a preamble. We get to know one another. Uh, we talk about what's happening around Adelaide, around the world. And I think it's good. So there's plenty of ways you can listen to what we do, but also what everybody does as part of the SEN family. What are you going on for the rest of the day? Meeting a person about a thing? No, I'm heading down to the port, actually, Port Adelaide. I'm doing some work with a company called Cold Logic. You've got a security a t- escort? No, working on a team charter down there. Mm. Are mm. you going to go past Bunnings? Can you pl- Do you drive down Port Road to get to the port? Yes, I will. What about we meet at Bunnings Woodville mm. and I'll take a photo of you because I've got to return my Christmas lights. Okay. So I'll yeah. take a photo of you outside the sign or you can just stand around the sign until someone recognizes you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to agree to that. You're being sarcastic? Very. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, why would I? Could be a bit of fun. Could be bonding. Could be very embarrassing for me. Okay. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, I'll meet you there. What time are you going to be there? No one can see you wink because they're listening. <laughs> no. You've got to look directly down no, no. the camera. What time are you going to be there? Uh, I'll probably head there at around 10 o'clock okay. this morning. Yeah, I'll meet you there. You won't be there. Do you get uh, snags when you go to Bunnings or do you get discount on the snags because you open that Bunnings? <laughs> no, no, no discount snags. Mm, but okay. I am partial to one. If it's a weekend on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, don't mind. Do you go sauce and mustard or just sauce? Sauce and onion. Sauce and onion. Yeah, not too bad. Mm, maybe sometimes mustard. So reading just before in regards to the Melbourne Footy Club, uh, Jared Healy suggested that they should go, the D's should go after Sam Reed. Take him from Sydney. Why? Could be good for their stocks, but that would even make it juicier Sydney-Melbourne to start off opening round as well, wouldn't it? Wow. I think, didn't we read the other day, Sam Reed's played about 160 games out of a possible... 330? Yep. Just not durable enough. No. Not sure they need that. Just keep pumping some games into the young fella up forward. We are back Jacob. tomorrow. Um, and we tomorrow have Elephant in the Room. Captain's Call. 
And uh, tomorrow we're going to talk to Nicole Livingston about the AFLW because the Crows need to win this weekend. So that's going to be massive and plenty more. So, Bix, yep. I'll chat to you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do. See you then.